When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 11 o'clock on your Wednesday morning. Welcome in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell coming in fashionably late as always for the first time. And you know what? Here's the good thing, Chris. People can fashionably actually see, on time. People yep. can actually see this now because we are streaming live on the game TV. So people actually saw Wes walking in right as we were starting the show. So they can actually believe as we were starting. As Not- we were starting. Fashionably not on after. time. Not Fa- after. Fashionably on time. Fashionably yes, on yes, time. Yes. Get it right. So now Come people now. can see this every single day. Well, the stream, uh, of course, done by our friends at Integrated Media. Yes. Friend of the program. Great partner. Here on the Takeover Hour. Uh, will the stream be live 24 hours a day um, where you can just watch what's going on in the studio? So for the 12 hours we're doing shows, yes. Um, <laughs> the other you, 12, no. You will not be able to tune in at 12.30 in the morning and look at our empty studio okay. when we're running CBS Sports Radio. So for at least 12 hours we're on the air, yes. You can watch us here in the studio. Okay. We could just play it on loop. That's true. You can always go back and watch. So it's even a constant live. Even after the show ends, you can go back and watch Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs tonight at 8 o'clock if you want to. You could. And see Wes walk in right on time. Yeah. Will they be able to read our lips if we're talking during the break? No. When the microphones are off, they cannot hear anything. No, 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 no. Read our lips. Read the lips. Oh, well, uh, hey, if you're a good lip reader. We're going to have to do like coaches, the coaches do. Yeah. Get your, get your, uh, the Waffle House get your play sheet the- in front of you. Yeah. Well, we can go around the side. That's right. Too. Go so hide. We do have secrets sometimes. I was going to say, you guys talk a lot of stuff during the commercial breaks that, you know, the the public is not ready to know yet. So, hey, we, we can give them behind the scenes on what we're going to talk about with this list <laughs> of cuts. List, well, yeah. that's I, I mean, the, the, the cut list is not some government secret, I promise. It's not anymore. <laughs> that's true. It was. <laughs> um, what's also not a secret is... Nice. Pup Power's decision to enter the transfer portal. Um, apparently, been wavering on this for a while. Ultimately, decides last night to enter his name into the portal. And um, I brought this up several times this morning. Um, I'm always interested to see people's reaction when a new Gamecock goes in the portal. And rightfully so, people were, were upset with Juice Wells and Mario Anderson and guys like that going in. But I think this might be the most negative reaction of all, being the fact that Pup Howard came in as a highly touted guy in last year's freshman class was showing out in the bowl practice prior to the Gator Bowl last year, played plenty this year, and was expected to be a significant contributor for the next couple of years. And as of right now, could always come back. That caveat's always out there. As of right now, pursuing opportunities elsewhere. Yeah, and I I mean, yeah. Never say never. I'd be I'd be more surprised at this point if he came back to South Carolina than I was that he entered the portal. Um fully expect him to end up at, at Florida. At this point, I don't really think, um, frankly, that he's even considering anywhere else. I, I expect it to be the Gators. And, you know, I, I think I think we all, whether you're fan, media, whoever, maybe coaches, we got to recalibrate even 
what we're surprised by anymore. And, you know, I'll also say that this is not to, like, give everybody the sales pitch, but this is honestly for any for any pay site, either one, if if you were reading one of the two major pay sites, you wouldn't have been shocked or surprised mm-hmm. to see that Pup was in the portal yesterday. And so this is something that's been being tracked for, for quite some time. Um, you know, and I, I think, frankly, this is a new norm for, for college athle- athletics. And so let, let me add, we had our, what was it, healthy transfer category. Okay. We have a new category coming? We, we do have I'm a excited. new category. All right. Um, so Pup, it got me thinking. Pup got Pup is in the category of remember before the transfer portal, how many times we would hear, Oh man, that freshman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he uh you know he he just hadn't quite settled in the way he expected. He's thinking about transferring. And I would dare say nine times out of ten. Cooler heads prevailed, sat down with the coaches. Hey, man, this is the plan for you. Mm-hmm. Let's wait this thing out. Let's see what happens. The barrier for transferring and the social acceptance for transferring and just the general sort of idea of transferring was completely different back then. So I don't have a name yet for for the pup transfer category, but this would be true freshman, comes in, highly touted, plays, but was the superstar at his high school, gets into a reserve role, is just not quite settled in, and then rather than stick around, Transfers out. What What do you think? This is this is more proof that we, as we have continued to work together, same brain concept. I was thinking about this last night and today, and the, the I think you, you worded it perfectly. The barrier has been lowered. The barrier almost been doesn't gone. exist. It's gone. It's gone. Right. Some people say I I don't like that. There's there's no loyalty. Well, I would say that that's a little bit smoke and mirrors, right? Because. The only reason is there a societal shift more that has permeated in college football of moving on instead of sticking things out? Yes, there is a societal aspect to this, and that's I think the part that people don't like the most. But the only reason that you didn't see more transfers in 2010, 2015 is because the rules were different. You would have seen a much higher volume of exactly what Wes is saying. A kid doesn't play quite as much in year one. A kid's homesick. Kid has a situation back home. Kid doesn't like his role. Whatever, all these different factors. In the past, if you had those thoughts, you would. your options were to ride it out, transfer to another school and sit an entire year, or move down a level to FCS if you wanted to play immediately. None of those are particularly good, but that's what you had. Now, if you're not happy with your situation, and if you won't, you can move. Now, the flip side, South Carolina's had some guys that have been not the same as Pup Power, but they've had some 
concerns or they've had some things during their career or last year that had them thinking about moving on, and they decided to stay. So I, I don't like when we say there's absolutely no loyalty anymore. Most people do stay, actually, including even the ones who are considering leaving. There are a bunch of them at South Carolina who had options, go to the NFL, leave, and they decided to stay. But because there's not a barrier anymore, you can leave. It's kind of like I'm going to do a Colin Coward-esque uh, you know, a- analogy. I won't go as in-depth as he does. You going to do his voice? It, no. Third. But, but like marriage, right? We have, what, a, like a 50% divorce rate in the country. We don't have a 50% transfer rate yet. We might soon. But why? Well, pe- people are saying, well, Pup said things like he couldn't wait to get started or he loved it here. Or, he, we need guys that would die for the program, et cetera, et cetera, and that he's leaving one year later. Well, people go to the marriage altar and say, till death do us part. Better or worse, sickness and health, and we have 50% divorce rate. Why? Well, one reason we're not going to have a, a marriage conference here, but it's not that difficult, right? Sure. If you said, hey, you, you, if you get divorced, you can't remarry for 15 years or something like that. Like if there's some societal rule. You have to there, sit out a year before you to, dating. <laughs> you have to sit out a year. We don't have that. And so now in college athletics, specifically college football, that barrier has been removed. And so you're seeing more of it because the rules are different. Well, and the rules are going to change even more. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this because it happened over our, you know, break around the holidays. But at least for the time being, this, uh, you know, is more wide open than ever because the two-time transfer rule isn't in place because of another pending lawsuit going on with the NCAA. Now that's only in place for this upcoming season for the guys that choose to transfer from here to the end of the um you know, end of the academic calendar for 2023-2024, can play right away in 24 and 25. But I imagine with, you know, the NCAA's track record in the courtroom, this is something that's probably going to end up becoming full-time more likely than not to where, again, you're really talking about full-on college football free agency, which doesn't necessarily to apply to a situation like Pup Howard because this would be his first transfer no matter what. But you're going to soon have guys that may play at four different schools over the course of four years, and that's just going to not become the norm but become more commonplace. Yeah, I think it'll be less and less common to have somebody that just stays for three, four, five years at the same place. I mean, even you know, look at Mitch Jeter. He he kind of he had a full career graduation at, at South Carolina and, and just wanted to do something different for his final year. So I, I think even the guys that you know are pretty loyal, you'll maybe see that happen. South Carolina has recruited several guys, still are recruiting several guys from the portal that are playing at quote-unquote lower levels and have maybe gone through an entire career there and just are saying, I, I really think I can play at the SEC level. I, I want to use my last year of eligibility to go do that. And so, you know, I, I think I think that's becoming more and more common. But, yeah, we, we all got to recalibrate. You, you can't get too caught up in any one given player, uh, I think. And do I think there need to be – possibly some some tweaks to all this yes uh do i have the answers no uh do i also think i think multiple things can be true at once does it suck as a fan to get sort of caught up in the idea of man we're gonna have this guy for three or four years he's gonna develop he's gonna be the leader of our defense and then he's gone after one year that can be true and it is true on the other side None of us are Pup Howard. It's his life. It's his decision. Ultimately, 
he gets to make the decision. He didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with what he did. He didn't break any laws, any rules, any anything. So, yeah, as a fan, can you hate it that he leaves? Yes. Can you hate him for leaving? No. If you do, then you didn't really care about him in the first place. What 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 about a situation where in the past, right? And and this is not all situations, but let's say a guy signs with a school years ago, gets there, and is completely different from what was portrayed. You could say, well, he made a bad decision. Well, maybe his coach changed. Maybe his position coach changed. Maybe a scandal happened at the school, and he was stuck, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's – I mean, people – oh, I feel bad for that kid, right? But this is kind of the opposite of that situation. Now, would everybody like to be able to kind of meet in the middle? Sure, I get it. But th- th- they fought against for so long kind of keeping kids stuck, n- not giving an inch – that this is what has come out on the other side. And there's obviously negatives to it from a fan experience standpoint. There are positives to it from a player standpoint. And I get kind of the tension, you know, between those two things. Yeah, I, I just I also, I feel like, like I said, I, I get being upset. Yeah. I would be upset too. The other side of it, I, I, I see people who have been on a team for a long time and maybe are just solid players aren't superstars, I literally can go online and have no issue quickly finding people saying, oh, well, that guy's coming back. He didn't really do much last year anyway. That guy's not very good anyway. So I I literally see people bashing players who are loyal that do come back. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm not saying those are the same exact people, but in some cases they probably are the same exact individuals. So when we come back, though, I do want to get into a little bit more of what we've heard about why this happened and what it means for the linebackers moving forward. We'll continue that conversation. But first, as always, thank our friends over at Firehouse Subs for being a great supporter of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Yeah, and from now until January 5th, at any of the participating Midlands Firehouse Subs, Firehouse Subs around the state of South Carolina, you can get a free medium sub with the purchase of an additional medium or large sub, chips, and a drink. The way to do that, go to Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it nowadays, at Firehouse Subs. A great follow, kind of funny. They got some different promotions that pop up there every now and then, and that is the current one. Again, a free medium sub with the purchase of an additional medium or large sub, chips, and a drink. That's from our friend Larry Chandler. Appreciate him being a great supporter of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. That's Firehouse Subs, firehousesubs.com, and the Firehouse Subs app. We'll have more on Pup Howard's transfer and the future of the linebacker room coming up. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on the game, the 107.5 The Game app, and now streaming live on the Game TV. Welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Here on the game, Tyler Head, West Mitchell, Chris Clark, along with you on your Wednesday morning, continuing to look at the Pup Howard transfer and what's going on with the linebacker room at South Carolina. And you guys mentioned this, you know, in the last segment there that, you know, it, a lot of this stems from Pup Howard being homesick, obviously a Florida kid, and a lot of indications that he could end up a Florida Gator uh, when it's all said and done here. One observation, you know, that I made just kind of looking at some of his numbers last year, and we obviously know the defense shifted a lot of things around late in the season, implemented a lot more 3-5, three through five, which, of course, brings another linebacker in. We saw Bam Martin Scott come along pretty well with that. His snap count started to go down as that was being played a little bit more and more, and while that may not be the definite factor on why you decided to leave could maybe the, the writing on the wall of seeing this defense change next year to maybe not suit what he was doing uh potentially play a factor as well uh you know i i think 
one thing that played in the favor of him possibly returning at one point was Stone leaving. So, you know, I, I think it's set up pretty well for him to be in the rotation and possibly start next year, which I, I think kind of played into the back-and-forth nature. I mean, this is something that, from what we've heard, was a very difficult decision in that he went back and forth multiple times, uh, you know, throughout the last few weeks, probably dating all the way back to the end of the season. And, you know, I, I think was very much a non-football decision. Wanted to get back sort of closer to home, around some friends and family and, and stuff like that. You're Again, a lot of this is your typical freshman stuff, but just possibly maybe a little bit deeper than that. And I, I think worth pointing out, more of a not-football decision, but I, I do think it played into it that Florida, during all of this, actually had one of their guys hit the portal that what uh, was a starter at linebacker. So I've heard that that was a factor here. Again, I fully expect him to end up at Florida. You can take that however you want, but I fully expect him to end up at Florida. And he was watching the Florida depth chart very closely, it appears. Um, now, I'm sure... I'm sure no one remotely involved with Florida happened to tell him that that guy who was a starter who hit the portal had lost his starting job at the end of last year and, you know, probably wasn't going to be a starter this year anyway that somebody else had taken over as a starter. I'm sure no one told him that. But um, I, I think it's important to also note here because I, ju- I just see so many reactions. And if – if we don't try to gather information and put out what we're hearing about it, then people will just fill in the blanks with with whatever. Yeah. So important to note, while some transfers are NIL-related, all indications are this one is not. And this is not coaching staff related either. I, I've seen I've oh. seen I've seen every take from this means his coaches are coming back to this means his coaches aren't coming back to, you know, not related to that whatsoever. This is more wants to get back to home and in addition to that, sees a situation at Florida where he can also step right in and play. I think it was a good situation for him to step in and play next year at South Carolina as well. Played 221 snaps last year, according to PFF, on defense alone. Played in every game except the first one. Was sort of the backup middle linebacker for the entire season once Mo Caba went down in game one. And so, you know, was that what a true freshman, four-star leader of his entire high school program envisions as far as playing time? I would say maybe not. Maybe not. Is that what... Anybody who's watched a lot of college football and kind of knows how this works and knows how hard it is to get on the field at this level would say was probably fair. I I would say I would say yes. It wasn't like he was buried on the depth chart or sitting on the bench the entire time either. Yeah, and and that goes back to the point you were making earlier. You know, the barrier being lowered. Um, five years ago, if there was a pup powered situation, the same thoughts. Would have would have popped up. Hey, yeah, I, I you can show me statistics on freshman linebackers in this defensive system, freshman linebackers at South Carolina, freshman linebackers at Florida, or in college football. 
and how much they've typically played. And even if even if my number is higher, you might think as a player, hey, I wanted the number to be even higher, and I want it to be higher next season, and I want to start next season. But again, in the past, you would have had to ride it out. You would have had to transfer down, or you could go to Florida or another school, but you would have been sitting out, which kind of defeats the purpose of, hey, I'd like to play more next season. You didn't have that option. Now you do have that option. And so it makes it uh, a lot – it gives you a path to actually make this choice. So we talked about this yesterday with Blanton, who had announced his intention to go in the transfer portal right out a week ago. So now you're down two guys that were significant contributors in the middle of your defense there. Obviously you have Debo Williams coming back. Bam Martin Scott came on at the end of the season. Seems that Mo Cobb is going to give it another go, and we'll see what the injury does there. And obviously you have the freshman coming in with, um, you know, Wendell Gregory and, and Fred Johnson. But, you know, we, we said they at least – need to get one more linebacker are you now maybe looking at two out of the transfer portal going forward here yeah I think you go get two portal linebackers they you know we've already written about a couple of those guys on Gamecock Central and you know had already told people to keep an eye on one of them I think it was last week but I you know I think that's a spot where the thing that kind of stinks from a South Carolina perspective is it was a spot where you kind of felt like all right man there's some depth here now and you're like, you bring in these two, what I think are very good freshmen, and they can kind of work into the mix and, and not really be forced into action. Now, you know, it, it just changes the, like, is it something that is dire or that is a huge issue? I, I really don't think so. I, I think you can replace what was going to be the production, frankly, of both of those guys. Um would it have been better just from a developmental standpoint and just a standpoint of not having to sort of recreate your roster at a position every single year? Uh, of course, you would have liked for those guys to stay. You would like for them to stay and develop. Can you go in the portal and get somebody who can replace that production? I mean, probably so. It's just more of a one-year deal, portal guy deal, as opposed to what you really ultimately want is to – to build from high school guys and have them develop. The, the unfortunate thing from a South Carolina perspective is really that both of these guys, Stone Blanton and Pup Howard, have taken a realistic career track to this point. Stone comes in, mm -hmm. plays as a reserve. Stone, his career was actually very similar to Pup's, just at, at a different a year. year ahead. Yeah. yeah, so Stone plays as a true freshman rotational guy, backup middle linebacker, and then starts as a true sophomore. Pup obviously was one year behind in terms of getting there, Stone, but Pup played as a true freshman and then would have been potentially in the mix to start this year. Well, and just generally when you look at linebacker, like you said, you're going to be retooling it a little bit. You do have Debo Williams back, but this is another year where it's not going to be what you thought. It wasn't quite what you thought last season, because you lost Mo Caba, who at, at the very minimum was going to be a, a super sub, could have ended up being a starter. Now you're going in looking for a couple more important pieces, including, you know, a guy who would have been a starter or or at the at the least a super sub in Stone Blanton, even if he had gotten beaten out next year as well. Absolutely. And we'll see what the Gamecocks decide to do in the transfer portal as far as the linebacker room is concerned. Coming up today, we'll get our first look at some of the new additions to the Gamecocks for 2024 in some high school all-star games, including uh, today's Under Armour All-American game. We'll dive into that coming up. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, streaming live for the first time on the Game TV, thanks to our friends over at Integrated Media. 
Yeah, our friends at Integrated, uh, they've been at my house. They've been at Chris's house. We're going to send them to Tyler's apartment. They can come to your house. Give them a call today, 803-948-8327, or go to integratedmediainc.com. Basically, anything involving smart home services at your house, they can handle that for you. Or it could be really just something as simple as you want to hang your new TV. You're not quite comfortable. You don't want it to obviously fall off, or, uh, or really you, you just want it to look professional. They can handle that for you. Um, again, anything involving smart home, AV solutions, securities and cameras, or if you want to go all in on that man cave or home theater system, our friends at Integrated Media, they can help you with any and all of that. Whatever you can dream up involving those things, they can handle it for you. Professional, quick service, 803-948-8327, integratedmediainc.com for more ideas and details. All-Star Games coming up today. We'll talk about that next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on the game. Uh, he He's special. He, he's special. We've had a lot of guys come through here that's done a great job for us. Uh, not only in high school, but in college and even in the NFL. And, um, you know, all things work out for Dylan. I think he'll be mentioned with, with those guys. But just, again, his work ethic, his athletic ability, um, you know, his humbleness, all of that stuff kind of put in one, uh, you know, makes a very special guy. And, I mean, you can see him not only rushing the passer, but playing back in coverage. You know, some days in practice, you know, when we want to get loose a little bit, have some fun, he'll go out and play some DB and corner and, and run with our wide receivers that are pretty good. So um, he's just a special talent, and I'm excited for him. Welcome back in Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, Tyler Head, West Mitchell. Chris Clark along with you on this Wednesday morning. That was the voice of head coach of Friendship Collegiate Academy up in the DMV, Mike Hunter, a couple weeks ago on early signing day, talking to us about Dylan Stewart when he officially signed his national letter of intent with the Gamecocks. If you've not gotten to see him play, maybe you've seen some of his highlights from his time in high school, you get the opportunity to see him on the field coming up today, the Under Armour All-American game featuring him and several other Gamecocks today at 4 o'clock on ESPN, the first glimpse of a lot of key players for this 2024 class for South Carolina. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. So, so both the five-star guys for South Carolina, Dylan at Under Armour, Josiah Thompson, at All-American Bowl, which is formerly the Army All-American Bowl. Both those guys have made some early impressions by all indications. So Dylan, right off the bat, day one of Under Armour, you know, was getting accolades as being arguably, you know, the best pass rusher there. Chris, I actually talked to somebody kind of, you know, not a reporter, but just kind of that was out there watching. And he thought just from like a traits standpoint that Dylan Stewart should be in the conversation for best prospect in the class, basically, just from a pure trait standpoint. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, he was like, look, there's still a lot of development to go here. Wants to see him get better from, like, down to down consistency. We see that with high school pass rushers quite a bit, right? Like, just the the down to down, can can you bring that juice every single down? But just as, as terms of talent and traits and ability, there's nobody on this South Carolina roster that – kind of just possesses what Dylan has and what he's going to bring to this team. And so he's actually – he's competing tonight. Um, that'll be on ESPN. And then we'll, we'll be in Columbia, you know, like on his way to Columbia tomorrow, basically. So so these guys will be arriving on, on campus here shortly. And then um, early indications, man, reading some of the reports about Josiah, who, again, is, is out in Texas. That's the – 
formerly the Army All-American Bowl. I mean, sounds like he's not only held his own, sometimes it could be difficult as an offensive lineman in, in these practice situations, but has really just uh, shined out there. Yeah, and th- the interesting note, Wes, I saw Josiah was only, quote-unquote, what, 265, 270 right now. We knew he would have to gain some weight. I- I'll admit I didn't know quite where he was at going into that game. I knew he was not where he would be at the college level. But you watch some of the clips of him going up against guys that look, you know, Dylan Stewart-esque, like an L.J. McCray, you know, who's going to Florida, who's a five-star. Him winning some of those battles is eye-popping because you know that this is a guy who is not a ready-to-go from a weight standpoint, 300, 320-pound offensive lineman who's as developed as he's going to be from a strength standpoint either, right? The, the size, he's going to add some weight, he's going to add some strength. When you have that in the back of your mind and you watch what he's already doing, it's eyebrow-raising. Yeah, and I... Uh... You know, I get. I guess they probably weigh the guys when they get there. Is that where that two sixty five is probably coming from? Yeah, I think so. He he looked thin at Shrine Bowl, mm-hmm. but I had heard it was more two seventy something, two eighty. But I'm yeah. guessing two sixty five is probably an official designation Maybe. from out there because I they didn't pull that out of thin air. I, I saw that from from Charles, and so you know Charles Power, who we talk about here fairly often. One of, if not the best in the business as far as evaluations. And so he's been on the Josiah train for for some time. On three has him number nine overall prospect in the entire country, which obviously is a mouthful. But I I think that's going to be kind of the question with Josiah because there really are no other questions, in in my opinion. It's just going to be how quickly once he gets in here. And he's really – he's reshaped his body. If you look at – what he looked like as a sophomore compared to now. Um, you know, he's already put on quite a bit of muscle and, and kind of definition since that time. And, and so, you know, I, I'll be very curious once you get into – a lot of times when you see these freshmen take a jump when they're getting into this nutrition program too, you know, and all the extra protein, all the extra things they're going to have access to on top of the workouts. I'll be very curious when we start hearing reports – going into the summer, going into midsummer, how much is Josiah able to put on and, and how quickly is he able to kind of continue to come along in, in terms of his uh, ability to possibly get in the mix to play right away as a true freshman because, dude, I I think we're in agreement. They're going to have some options on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And then if they add a couple of guys from the portal, that's even more potential depth or starters. But Josiah – is just so talented that you kind of look at it like he's going to make his move at some point. Mm-hmm. When is that, I think, is the question. Yeah, is it early in the year? Is it, you know, midway through the season? Is and, it as a sophomore? It, it, you know? it, it, could, it could be. And, and then that will be the bigger jump, right? E- even if he gets on the field, e- even if he had about as strong as possible of a first year, you're not going to be looking at Josiah Thompson as a finished product, right? He, he's, he would even if he like won the left tackle job, that would be incredible, because you'd be winning it not out of like necessity this year, assuming mm-hmm. there's no injuries. Tree Babalade, he played, he played well, but he played more out of necessity last year, even though he was from a like a frame and weight standpoint, 
more physically developed than Josiah Thompson from mm-hmm. a weight standpoint. Um, now, Josiah, from an athleticism, a skill set standpoint, you know, you can make an argument. Maybe he's more developed and more ready to go. I think it's a question, number one. At this level, you've got to add the requ- like a baseline requisite amount of weight, no matter how skilled you are on the offensive line. I think you got to have that. So I, I agree with you. I, I do think he'll make a move, a pretty substantial move. How much is that? When you compare kind of obviously different positions, right, but two five-stars on either side of the line between Josiah Thompson, between Dylan Stewart, I tend to think that right now, sitting here on January 3rd, I think Dylan Stewart is more physically ready because he's, what, 6'5", 250. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of give him the edge in that. But Josiah is certainly, I think, going to have his say at tackle as well. Again, Under Armour All-American game coming up today, 4 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, All-American Bowl coming up Saturday, 1 o'clock. You can see that on NBC as well as Peacock. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour coming up in just a moment. But first, as always, you want to make sure you're good and insured, especially as we enter into a new year in 2024. And our friends over at Amy Mason Cup State Farm can help you out with that. They can certainly do that. Uh, that's what me and my family did when we were looking to switch and save on our insurance Called up our friend Amy Mason Cup. She took care of the rest. Small business owner right here in the Midlands. And so if you have a small business in the state of South Carolina and you need some help with your business insurance, you can call Amy Mason Cup at 803-772-5554. She can help businesses, but she can also help individuals and families, whether it's life insurance, auto, home, boat, business. She can bundle as many of your insurance policies as possible to make sure you have Great name brand insurance that protects you and your family at a great price. Take that worry off of your plate. Great insurance at a great price from Amy Mason Cup State Farm. 803-772-5554 or amymasoncup.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs coming up here on The Game, the 107.5 The Game app, and now streaming live on The Game TV. Welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark along with you. A couple more minutes to go before the halftime show with myself and today, Dimitri Ravanos filling in for Terry as he's still a little bit under the weather. And, you know, we're talking about these All-Star Games. Uh, again, Under Armour All-American Game coming up today, 4 o'clock on ESPN. All-American Bowl coming up Saturday at 1 o'clock on NBC and Peacock. And uh, on Saturday, as we do with all these All-Star games, you have the commitments going on during the game where a guy goes over to the stage and puts on the hat with his family and all that kind of stuff. And the long saga of finally wondering where Daniel Hill is going to end up will come to an end on Saturday. Now, all indications seem to be leaning more towards Alabama, but uh, South Carolina is still that number two option that maybe, maybe, just maybe he could switch to. Or are we, we not holding out hope anymore? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold hope or my breath. On this one, you, you know what's kind of it is kind of funny though. So he, by all indications, was a silent sign, you know, which is a fairly new thing, which is where you sign and then commit later, which means that that's not going to be a secret. Like people are going to find out. And Chris, wasn't it kind of weird after after signing day? There was this huge like Mississippi State push. Yeah that couldn't have been an actual Mississippi State push in reality. It was just a news push for yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, and I think I think my man Sam Spiegelman 
I think he started the Alabama train here. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm putting in my prediction for Alabama. I trust Sam on this one. I so, do too. I do too. I would think Bama, which interestingly enough, I was told 48 hours before signing day, maybe 24 hours, hey, not going to Bama, there's no room. But then <laughs> Florida flips um, Jaden Ball, mm-hmm. a name that South Carolina was involved with, it seems like a full year ago. As a linebacker. As a linebacker. So all indications were he was going to Alabama. Alabama was not going to have room for Daniel Hill. And then Florida makes a late push, lands Jaden Ball, and then all of a sudden, I guess there was room for Daniel Hill at Bama. Been a fascinating recruitment. And Don't expect it to be South Carolina, yeah. I guess, just to, to recap in Not short. to bury the lead, yes. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, just so back and forth, right, because this is a guy that Gamecocks were in really good shape with for a long time. Had an official visit over the summer. But then never came back, right? And, and you know, we've said this before. His dad very publicly wanted his son to go to Alabama. So there was a time where it was like South Carolina, South Carolina. I probably won't go to South Carolina because his dad wants him at Alabama and Alabama's close. Oh, here comes Mississippi State because they hired a new coach. South Carolina's kind of moved on because they saw kind of the writing on the wall and they had a really good portal year. Oh, wait a minute. South Carolina. Kind of still in there, and then up back to Bama. So it kind of has like circled back to Alabama. I think you could say, yeah, with some Mississippi State in there. Mississippi man. State was in there, um, yeah. By by or sell, <laughs> brought to you by Kendall Walsh. <laughs> Will Daniel Hill one day play for South Carolina? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there's a possibility. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the other side of. Well, these kids, they'll just. All, uh, we've seen. I was telling you that off air, Wes. Now people are saying, well, I'm not going to follow any recruit. They're all going to leave after the first year. Let, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Not every, not all 20 people from a recruiting class are going to leave after one year. But the flip side is if you miss on a guy, maybe you get him back at some point. Well, and, I mean, look at Stone Blanton because when he went to the transfer portal, what's the first school that pops up in everyone's mind? And, yes, he obviously is a Mississippi yeah. kid. But, like, hey, Mississippi State was right there when he committed to South Carolina, so there's strong possibility there. So if Daniel Hill – does commit to Bama, and did one day go in the transfer portal. I imagine a lot of people would point fingers at South Carolina as maybe being at the top of the list, at least at first, given the connections there and obviously them being potential number two at the end of his recruitment. Yeah, it used to be recruiting was a zero-sum game. You either landed a guy or you didn't. Now, finishing second, maintaining relationships, not burning bridges, it all continues to matter. So, dude, who knows? 12 months from now, 24 months from now, we, we may be talking about Daniel Hill again. Well, I think that should caution people when, and I advise people never tweet it, high school recruits, but when somebody does not commit to your school, do not go at them on social media because you never know. They could be playing for you in a couple of years. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it, it used to be hard to get people to lit. Uh, I'm going to give my opinion regardless. Um, <laughs> now there's actually, other than just being a, uh, decent human being there's an actual incentive to not going after recruits it's you don't want to tick them off for you at, or your program for a year from now <laughs> I, I was actually encouraged as a human by the Braden lee situation you know generally how people conducted themselves when Braden lee flipped to maryland like generally 
most people on social media, most Gamecocks understood. Mm-hmm. Nice well, comments. I think you guys did a good job of helping people understand his story, that it was more than just what was going on yes. in the field, family uh, stuff and, you know, losing his dad and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when people do have the full context, they are a little more humane, which is good to see. But, yes, please don't tweet at high school recruits, no matter if they commit to your school or not. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Halftime show coming up next with myself and Dimitri Ravenos here on The Game, 107.5 The Game app, and streaming live on Game TV. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.